You are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back <laughs> to the masses. All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the Syndicated Worldwide Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Bringing you a slice of what we call 21st century black radio for the masses, a mix of old and new school music representing the international black diaspora, such as hip hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, and more, as well as news commentary. And at times here and there, we got some interviews in the mix. After being a little under weather for the past week, folks are back in full effect with a brand spanking news show. You got myself, DJ Fusion, on the mix and commentary in. And on the side, you got my bro who does the same thing. Let me have him go ahead and give himself an introduction. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Fusebox Radio. Of course, DJ Fusion rocking it on. And, of course, a soft, raw Black Hawk sending most love, most good vibrations. What's the deal, Fusion? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Glad to be back up in the mix. And all of that definitely got a lot of tune from the vault as well as some new tune to throw into the mix definitely got a whole lot to talk about on the commentary and we're going to try to you know put into a nice compact package as much as possible and um yeah things are good so let's go on ahead and um keep it moving for those folks who've been listening for a minute as always thank you very much for supporting us from our inception to the present anytime in between for those who are new and found a way to get onto our show is by a recommendation from a friend whether it's checking us out by a Stitcher or iTunes or your favorite music or cultural site of choice or radio station on the net or on FM. We definitely hope you keep digging what we're doing and um, stay on board and all of that. For those who are new, let's just break down how we do the show each week. At the beginning, we go ahead, we do our Fusebox Radio promo spiel, including um, upcoming events, folks to shout out, stuff like that. And then right afterwards, both myself and Asara Ra go ahead and get into the music mixes and whatnot. And there are times in between we'll have like, you know, different little mini segments of editorial and commentary from folks from the Black Agenda Report and uh, Black University Radio Network's direct effects. So let's go right on ahead and get it started. You can always check out what's going on with the Fusebox Radio broadcast family via our official website, FuseboxRadioOnline.com. That's F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. Our official blog site, which now has been revamped finally after quite some time. Um, got new design and everything going on with it. That's blackradioisback.com. Via blackradioisback.com, you can check on the link for our Fusebox Radio broadcast affiliate to see all the wonderful folks who go on ahead and um, bring the Fusebox Radio to your ears and to your front door all over this wonderful globe and all of that. If you happen to miss us via your favorite um, outlet of choice to check out the Fusebox Radio broadcast, we are available to grab up on the podcast in via Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Podbay FM, Blackberry Podcast, and plenty, plenty more. And if you don't want to remember any of this stuff right now for various reasons, just search for Fusebox Radio broadcast on your favorite search engine of choice and our lovely logo and descriptions and a whole bunch of links will pop up for us to go ahead and ride the Fusebox Radio broadcast wave. Um, we don't necessarily solicit for donations and stuff too much for our servers and all of that, but if you want to go ahead and do so, we will not complain. There's been folks who have been doing bits here and there. We appreciate that. 
um, via our various sites and things. You can click on the PayPal button and um, donate what you like. It all definitely helps, and we really, really appreciate that. Likewise, for folks who've been doing um, the feedback through the various um, podcast services, if you really dig what we like, give us a four or five star rating and um, some commentary. That definitely helps us get to more and more ears, and we definitely appreciate all of that good business. And um, on the social networking, all of our stuff into slash Fusebox Radio mostly. So, for example, Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, Instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio, so forth and so on. On Facebook, Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show. One straight word. Go to our official like page. Um, doing a lot more interactivity on that in terms of posting up various news stories and stuff besides our radio show and whatnot. We've been getting pretty good feedback and shares from that. And, um, yeah, if you're on Facebook, hit that thumbs up button and that helps us get the word out more and more about what we got going on and um, what we're doing as well. We're getting to that late winter to spring, the summer period, which means we're going to be out at a lot more different kinds of events and whatnot, whether it's DJing at them, doing um, press coverage or um, just saying, hey, and um, what's good? So, you know, start, start getting lively for heads. Um, shout out to the folks at the D.C. Independent Film Festival. Just did the happy hour over there this past week. And um, that was definitely fun. Of course, shout out to our folks at D.C. Um, Rapping and One Versus Many. They got a few events coming up. Folks are going to be in the mix on um, during March and beyond. Shout out to our folks um Enoch 7 Prophet. He has an album release party um, coming up soon in March that um, I'm going to be on my NPR Steve's and do like little mini interviews before we got people performing and stuff like that so um, that's going to be cool um, some music festival stuff is coming up but we're not going to announce that aspect of things as of late oh shout out also to the folks over at Lifted Revolt they're going to be having another um, all female centric um, event in the DC metro area um, during the first Sunday in March um, definitely Check out our site for more information on all of these events um, that we're talking about coming up since uh, we got the listings and um, the real detailed um, breakdowns and stuff happening with that. And um, yeah, we're going to be DJing at the um, National Cherry Blossom Festival again this year in Washington, D.C. Dates and stuff soon to come. Um, I um, just got an email that I'll be um, DJing as part of the Pittsburgh Marathon for our folks in PA in may so you know more exact dates and locations and stuff to come with that and um yeah in terms of the summer music festival circuit i know we're going to definitely be doing some press things and all the performance and we're working out a few joints which hopefully next week or two we'll be able to like drop some hints on um what we're doing in the lineups and stuff so yeah it's always good to get out that period especially after the past few weeks in our corner of the east coast of the u.s where it's been ice and snow and cold and getting cold and getting the flu and we're over it right now, so it's time to go ahead and get, you know, these temperatures above 50, 60 degrees and be able to go outside and not have a thousand layers on heads and um, whatnot. I mean, we don't have it as bad as some areas like the Midwest and Boston and all that with Boston. I mean, damn, I don't even know how they, I know they don't want to see snow ever again <laughs> the way they go. I mean, our corner here in Maryland, quite frankly, looks like nothing compared to some other spots. It's had some icky parts here, too, so... I'm up in the Northeast, so I was used to like winters, at least the, some of the winters that came up in the era that I was alive or whatever. And I can see that they don't have it the same way down here in Maryland, D.C. It's definitely not the same. And in, in, in not only in not getting as much, but in 
and what they do get, they don't necessarily prepare pr prepare for it, and um, they're soft to it in a sense because you know you got kids getting off for stuff that when we was a kid they were sending they were sending Negroes to school over, you know what I'm saying? So you know it's it's different regions or whatever whatever, but and that's the good part is the weather it's not as much snow, and if you're driving, you know snow. You know, that affects driving, obviously. Or even if you're taking a bus. But, you know. Yes, we we know you came up around New York and you climbed, you know, walked through five five miles in the snow and, and all them, them them old black people stories. But, no, I mean, seriously, different places do have different things. I mean, you know, having my period of time in New York and New Jersey and growing up in the D.C., Maryland area, it was, like, kind of a shock seeing certain things. Because around here, due to, like, um... Just the way the waterways are in the land and, you know, it's definitely hilly and some parts and stuff like that. Like, after three, four inches, you're pretty much not going to school <laughs> and or, you know, different things may happen. And when I went up to Jersey for um, college and lived there for a few years, I'd be like, ooh, it's three, four inches. They're like, Psh, I don't know what you're cheering for. You got to go to you got to go to work the next day. Man. I'm like, what you mean? But it's like, you know, they had a different system in terms of how to clean up stuff. And you know, do different things. So it's almost like okay, Jersey, like if spots like that shut down, that means you got snow. You got some terrible mess going on. Here, I mean, I've driven in certain stuff, and I'm like, it's more for me about the drivers than whatever else. Because after two, three inches, nobody knows how to drive, <laughs> and nobody has four wheel drive or whatever. So if you get a chance to take off or not be in, it's all good. But anyway, just got off on that um little tangent um in regards to the weather, because yeah, man, we've had a a more Below f cold and freezing thing than we usually have in the states in general, no where people um have been getting it, and um yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm I'm over it. So looking forward to that spring on the weather and the event end. So um yeah, we're gonna have a lot of stuff going on and keep some good things moving on that end. And um yeah, let's go ahead since we just babbled about certain other stuff for a minute and um, get into some commentary because we weren't in the past um week or so and as i said a lot has um gone on and um went down um yeah gonna be a little scattershot about various parts of um conversation today so um you know bear with um us on certain things um let's start off with a little bit of good news net neutrality has passed through the fcc this past week um, I know folks have heard us, you know, talk and rant about it throughout the past, you know, few years. In a very, very short summation, essentially, net neutrality is at the juncture where it's being, <laughs> is at the juncture where, because we use the internet for so many things, like most methods of communication, you have, like, corporations of other people who are trying to, like, take it over and just have their own whims with it. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is a cyclical pattern in history where there's like a new form of media at first only so many people have a hold of it then when more and more people get a hold of it and more opinions and vibes get out people try to rein it in on the economic end and on other ends now with the internet i mean i can say literally from the late 90s onwards everything had just exploded where you're literally more interconnected than ever if you have you to term globalization, that might be the best thing that's happened in terms of that. Or whatever in terms of getting be able to see different viewpoints, opinions, news sources from the cat that's right around your corner to, you know, 
a cat on a whole other stream of the world, being able to network on different things, being able to do different business type of things, so forth and so on. And the reason why net neutrality is so important is for the fact of you don't want to have that information be on certain types of paid tiers. So in other words, whoever might have had the most money would have been able to get their product to the most people. Yeah. And all of that. I mean, there's a very, very basic description. I mean, folks like Electronic Frontier Foundation, Free Press, so forth and so on can get more into detail, but I'm just trying to keep it as succinct as possible for um, the radio show. So for somebody like us who we're independent, we have a podcast, but our podcast can compete with podcasts from people like ABC and NPR and Slade and Fox News or whoever else, or whoever else may have some ends. And we're all on the same plane. Like, you can check us out at the same speed and through the same, you know, pathway to the internet that you can check out these other guys. And that is a very major thing. And for myself, and not just as a person who's really into media and history and stuff, but um, just in terms of what's going on today, the internet has given us so many ways to get our own views and our own stories out. Especially for me as a black American and as a black woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at 2014, a lot of these stories and a lot of certain movements wouldn't have gotten a certain propelling without the internet getting this stuff out there. You wouldn't have had the Trayvon Martin situation about three years back would have just stayed in Florida probably. Mm. Or it might have got a little bit of burn, but it wouldn't have got that in terms of like, yo, have you seen this? Yo, we got to talk about it. We got to do some research. We got to see what's, what's up, what's up. Until, you know, these other outlets took on a new story. Not because they wanted to take on a new story, but because there was so much of a groundswell from the people that's occurred. You know what I'm saying? Um, the entire, you know, scenario with, you know, hashtag Black Lives Matter came out certain ways. The way we saw what was going on in Ferguson had to come from independent journalists. And, you know, as much as America like to, you know, you know, pop its collar and brag about certain stuff. Our mainstream media is pretty damn terrible on a lot of things. And, you know, if you had to get up and be like, what's going on in Missouri? Well, let me check Al Jazeera or The Guardian or BBC. No you know, that was what was going down. And like lots of stuff to the present where, you know, that goes ahead and occurs. So besides, you know, people on the corporate who might want to just charge you more money to get to certain lady, they had the situation to do so without it being looked at as utility. Imagine the type of information that people would try to block from you if it got there a certain way. And even though it was just on the economic base, we just they're like, man, I can only afford forty dollars a month. I can't be paying no sixty hundred dollars a month to get everything. Like, that's a big thing. And that's a big situation. For people who are like, I don't care about all this random political stuff or whatever. Um, I know we got musicians who listen to this show. Think about how the music industry is <laughs> right now. You have one of the most, I don't want to say I want to say easy, but you have so many more options now to put your music out there in the build of people, not just in, around your way, but all over the world. You have so many more new ways to get a buzz out. You know, so you got so many ways to be able to say, this is me, this is what I do without necessarily having to start from gate, you know, begging for a label to push and market and promote yourself. You have so many ways you can learn about the music business just because of the internet. And if you had something like net neutrality not pass, and you just there like I think mainstream radio and other stuff sucks right now, you think they weren't gonna try to do it with internet radio? <laughs> you think they weren't gonna try to, you know, knock out a whole bunch of all these other podcasts who 
on multiple levels have made differences. Like, this is a big thing. And, of course, people are going to try to wind it back through lawsuits and stuff like that. And the head of the FCC, granted, which I'll give credit for, was like, we expect that, but we don't see any real change happening. And on that end, but, and, you know, some of these kinds of got paid off by Congress from various people are going to try to wind it back, too. But, you know, net neutrality, while we got this first this first big win on it, you know, we got to do a lot more to make sure it stays there and stays preserved because if we're going to be a thousand percent honest, the internet is probably one of the last frontiers the average man or woman can have a lot of freedom. No doubt. Point blank, bottom line, you know what I'm saying? Whether you want to do a business thing, whether you just want to find out other viewpoints, whether you want to build people, you're not be able to build up around the way. Like, this is a major thing. Hell, even just for your entertainment. You like Netflix, you like Hulu and all that. You think they were going to have people charge more if that wasn't going to go through? One thing is for sure. You like though. video games? You want to play you know, these video games with people, you know, across the way? Big thing, big thing. I think one thing is for sure is that um, people like what they want to like. And people like what they like. Um, and I like a lot of the stuff that's being played on the radio. But there are some people who don't like what's being played on the radio and the internet provides them that outlet. The internet gives sources of information, particularly literary sources of information that certain people who don't have the money to buy books can be able to find out and get stuff, even downloaded on some of them books for very cheap, half price or even quarter of price. So, it, you know, it's that thing for that aspect that regular people can still be able to have access. So. Me personally, if just this is that if that aspect was to go, that have a big effect on a lot of people. In other words, if what if what is what is broadcasted now, which is good, is the only thing or the major thing or the dominant thing on the internet, that's not good. That's not good. It's okay. cool to be able to have whatever, that's cool. But to take it to the next level where independent people can't uh, have to be able to b battle with them on that frontier. Anybody says something says that's right. I just don't. I just don't know. I just don't know. I just think that's that's. I think that's soulless as far as I'm concerned. But I mean, to each his own. No doubt. And I mean, you know, certain things are going to be subjective. But don't you want to be able to have your opinion out there, though? Don't you want to be able to have different outlets of things to check out and explore? The, the internet is that thing. And it is that thing. And even for, you know, let's say for the people who are like, quote unquote, mainstream, this isn't like, this not necessarily, you know, taking a dump on everything, but it's like, how do you think folks get mainstream without an independent foundation? No doubt. Without things to move on, on a whole bunch of levels, you know what I'm saying? People who I disagree with completely on political ends, they got their, you know, I'm a big person about freedom of speech. You got your way to do things. I got my way to do things. We got a level playing field to at least get it started and push off on, hey, man, what what is bad to say about that? If you're not like a freaking oligarch or something or have all the money to, you know, to push push your agenda, don't you want to be able to get your agenda out too? So, you know, it's different on all those type of things. And the only thing I can say that's really a shame about this is it was a 3-2 vote. Straight down party lines. Straight down party lines. So for those two folks who didn't vote for net neutrality, you're just going to be a footnote in terms of history, in terms of looking like, you know, a jerk and a jackass. <laughs> so that's on you. And um, shout out to um, FCC Chairman Tom Wheeler saying the policy will, quote, ensure that no one, government or corporate, should control free open access 
to the internet. No doubt. So, I mean, there's definitely going to be some ways to go on this. And, you know, honestly, um, I expected for there to be a fight because the internet scares a lot of people because it doesn't necessarily make certain agendas as easy as they were before. To do stuff. I mean, again, I can talk from the Black American agenda because you have people who, and we're going to talk about some certain things that came up during the past week or two. You got certain cases that you know people would want to sweep under the rug and be like, "Man, y'all Negroes are bugging, y'all are tripping, whatever, whatever, whatever." But it's hard to do that way that they're like, "I can just tap into my phone, download a video app, and live stream something." Being like, "We tripping though." Again, look at Ferguson. Look at these other various marches and stuff that went down. When people are like, man, these black folk are, you know, bugging. They're like, what's really wrong with the police system? It's like, okay, um, I can literally, like, there were, there were days I was literally going on Twitter. People were like, yo, check this stream out. They they down around whatever, whatever right now. And you see folks fire tear gas at people who ain't doing a damn thing. But, but marching and being peaceful and all that. You see people firing stuff at established journalists all over the world. That you would have had some folks be like, yeah, that's good. It's like, no, when this is happening and we can tweet about that this is happening. We can show these photos. We can show this stream. We can do it instantaneously before you even get a chance to get your own spin on it. And for people on multiple ends of what they're about, that's a deep thing. That's a very, very deep thing to be able to, in 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 a weird way, to tell your side of the story. To get your stuff out there. So, you know. Again, you know, we definitely have to talk about that because it's it's a very important thing. I mean, hell, we're we're distributing our stuff on the net. What, what can we say? You know what I'm saying? So, yay! There's some good news on that end. Oh my god! Of course, the computer wants to be bugging while we are doing this stuff, and I'm pulling up stories. But anyway, we'll go ahead and um, keep going on some stuff. Um, for our basketball people's man, a little bit of sad news. RIP to Anthony Mason, New York Knicks. Really? Yeah, man. The brother just passed away um, as of recording time today. Um, he had congestive heart failure. I know he was in the hospital for a little oh, bit. Okay, then. But yeah, man. Young, no, that young was man. a good squad that he was on uh, on the Knicks. I mean, that was a good, that was a good squad. Definitely uh, rest in peace and. Um, Simpress uh, uh, his family. No doubt, no doubt. Passed away at the age of forty-eight years old. I didn't. I knew he wasn't that old. I knew he was because I remember seeing Anthony Mason in Jersey, like around around um, over in Orange, New Jersey. I remember seeing him over there, and um, he, he his whole vibe was a young dude then. Yeah. So I was like forty. Okay, then that's 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 um. I know those cats. Yeah, that was a thing, man. I mean, I remember seeing them, you know, the brother play ball and all that. So it kind of threw me off when I first found out that he had got sick. And then um, that situation. But yeah, um, great basketball player, you know, did a lot of community-based things and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely had a reputation of just being a, a good guy at large. So, you know, RIP to him mm-hmm. and whatnot. You know what I mean? On the other end of the NBA, um, the first black player in NBA history, Earl Lloyd, passed away this week. Mm-hmm. As um, well, at the um, age of 86. Um, from my hometown area, the D.C. metro area, DMV, um, Alexander, Virginia, born and raised. Really? Um, yep, yep, yep. Um, attended um, West Virginia U, and I think his team was the Capitals. Oh, no, West Virginia State, I'm sorry. Um, good Lord. Really? He went to West Virginia State? Mm-hmm. My brother went to West Virginia State. I didn't know that. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So... You know, okay. that the way you look at the NBA right now, man, um, 
yeah, all, all these, you know, black cats getting it in, like, a lot, a lot of our sports in the U.S., um, we got in there, it, it, it got hotter, you know what I'm oh, saying, no. so, he definitely um, plays that trail, so, you know, rest in peace to him, um, Oh, we're gonna get into, we're gonna get into empire. We're we're going to get into empire and whatnot. Shout out to our um listeners. Actually, a few folks who were like from our first time we had talked about the first episode. Definitely were getting at me like you because you know I complained about it during the first one. You need to watch more of it. And other people are talking about yeah, but um, you know you want to get into it now. Let's get into it. Now. Let me say right. something about empire. Now, All one right. thing that I like about empire, it shows black people. Who are street level? Who who were on it? Who did what they had to do to make money, and who were hustlers? Street corner cats make it good, or make it, uh, um, I guess, in the eyes of the law, legitimate, and do that something creative, which is what hip hop was really all about. Bam, bada, Zulu, and the early hip hop cats was to take, you know, take, um, take. Uh, Alchemy, take take something that's raw, rough, and then ch- transform to something else through art, dancing, what have you. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, but that shows, yo. I think it shows, you know, them the make it good, and then you know, um, you know, it, it, I, I just like that. You know what I'm saying? It shows regular black people make it big, almost like if um, uh, 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 good times, and then they just made it big or whatever before James left, and all of a sudden those type of black people. You know what I'm saying? It's something to be said about that, and also, um, and also be, to be seen on that level. I was, I was, I, I thought I heard Wendy Williams say that originally this, the, um, I think that was um, cast for Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes would have killed that. He would have killed that because it would have been hard to escape people's minds of um, uh, of, of Nino Brown. They had seen Nino Brown up there, so it, psychologically, people wouldn't have been able to really disassociate that. You know what I'm saying? So, plus he came in and done his new thing. I think whatever. But Terrence Howard and Homegirl are definitely doing a good job. And even though I think the show was more about Taraji um, than anything else. But I like it. I mean, you know, I think, um, I mean, I like it better. Um, I'm, I'm more entertained by it than probably anything black since Living Color. Me personally. I'm more entertained by the, nothing black has entertained me on TV that was weekly since in it, since Living Color and, and they to me even though it's not a comedy but I'm saying I'm entertained by it and I, I, I have to go that far back as far as that's as far as I'm concerned as as, as far as stimulating me but you know it, it it maybe have this or that but most shows on TV don't have all this or that you know what I'm saying so. Um, I think it's pretty good, and I, you know, I'm gonna check it out this week. Okay, my situation with Empire is a little more off the path of the SARS, but definitely ain't give it props for or whatever. It definitely did approve from the first episode because for me, I was just there like, look, this this ain't kicking. I mean, God bless Taraji, you know, I'm not from my high school. She's been a good actress for a minute. And whatever, but then I'm just there like, okay, Terrence Howard always plays a sleaze, so that ain't nothing new. And then the first episode, I think I understand that you know most of the time the premiere episode might not be as good as the rest of the series, but I was like, this this some nonsense, you know what I'm saying? But I do have to say 
the series itself has improved. I think sometimes people tie it a little too much to the series than what it actually is. And for me, Empire is a soap opera. Pure and simple. You can't be there like, this represents all black people, this represents all the music industry, this represents all the hip-hop. It's a soap opera. You're going to have broadly drawn characters because it's a soap opera. And we can't act like when we talk about we want to have black folks have multiple diverse roles and stuff, every role isn't going to necessarily be quote unquote a good black person. No doubt. With whatever that, that has. Whether it's people having complexities or, you know, some people just be doing scummy things. I can't act like there have been people who haven't done some scummy things. I can't act like when I watch Empire, I don't know some old school black folks who are very homophobic. I can't act like I don't know that there's some chicks who haven't schemed on somebody else before, you know what I'm saying? I can't act like I don't know dudes who didn't try to, you know, you know, deal with a whole bunch of chicks, but then, you know, talk sweet to one chick to keep the other chick in check and vice versa, you know what I mean? And Empire, to me, is in the level of the certain big grand soap operas where you got, like, the, the villainous dude and... The, the chick that knows more than they don't know and you know you got all these kids trying to get people's approval and all that I still think it's a bootleg King Lear story <laughs> and whatnot, but I think they're a little better with the framework of it and I think the show itself has gotten more comfortable in terms of being there like this is what it is you know what I'm saying we're going to be big and bombastic and bug out on certain things and whatnot. and Taraji as Cookie does a great job in it well, however people can talk about this series she's doing her thing in that particular role and when she gets on the screen like okay we're going to see something here because she's been having a ball bugging out and certain stuff and just saying you know the craziest mess on that joint and um whatever and their stunt casting is good I mean you got Naomi Campbell like banging out one of the, one of the sons you know what I'm saying you've had like Courtney Love pop up in there you've had like Estelle pop up in there you got my man from um New, God, I was thinking, Malik Yoba who's doing a pretty Word good up. job and um, his role up in there. I think he's the only New Yorker in there, and it's based in New York. It's supposed to be about a New York like family or situation. And, you know, other things like... Naomi Campbell looks fabulous. I mean... And, and, no, she, she be doing and, it. And, what's funny is the part that they were in there, I, I remember I was talking with somebody, and I said, look at everybody in the room, and look at Naomi Campbell. And I said, I bet you she's older, darker skinned, and better looking. But I was like, you know, and just, you know, she she was she was she's working it out in there. She's working it out. No doubt, no doubt. And um, yeah, I mean they they do various things. I still, you know, like it's like it's a decent watch. You know what I'm saying? Like if you are at home, you want to sit back and watch this because you don't want to like catch up on the episodes of Hulu like like I've done. So I can actually do a decent critique of it. You know, um, it's 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 cool enough for what it is. I mean, I think to a degree because black folks are getting a little more thirsty about being on broadcast TV. I mean, you got more and more diversity in cable television than you still have in broadcast TV. But to have something in broadcast TV where people are just doing their big grand thing and whatever, whatever, um, it's it's a decent ride. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's a decent ride. Now, one thing that nobody's going to convince me of, and I've known a for over a decade plus, he will never convince me that the music on the show is good. <laughs> I'm not going to play drip drop. I ain't gonna play the little, you know, family reunion song. I'm not gonna play these little other joints. People who have tried to convince me on Facebook that man, well, this song from the young son represents this one. This song from the old song represents like these songs are terrible. 
How about that? Flatline, I'm not for these songs. You know what I'm saying? Now, if I find out one day that they actually did these songs in terms of a parody of the music industry, I'll be like, this is genius. I'll be like, that is so genius. No doubt. I'll be like, that is pure genius. But that hasn't happened so far. And I'm sitting here like, y'all had the nerve to sell these corny songs on, on iTunes right after the show. I'm not paying 99 cents to 129 again for something like Drip Drop. <laughs> or whatever that ain't going to work but you know yo you know it just seems like people are doing their thing on the you know acting in and um showing little interesting um side to stuff you know what i'm saying so um i'm curious to see what's going to happen i already know they got renewed for a second season no so it's insane that they were saying their ratings for five have like just been phenomenal mm-hmm. for it and i know um, they break into some nudity whether it's you know Frontal breast buttocks. That's gonna that's gonna blow it up. Word mm-hmm. up. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not pushing that, but the energy that's in that show, Taraji and all the every all the women on that show. Wow. I mean, if they go there, you know, I mean, I'm a and I'm a level headed dude, and look, that's gonna bro, take you somewhere else. I, I don't want to destroy your fantasies, but broadcast TV at 9 p.m. They, they ain't showing none of that. <laughs> they, they ain't showing none of that. And this ain't me being a hater or whatever. I mean, heck, you know, when I get to them ages, quite frankly, if I'm remotely in that type of shape by then, I ain't going to act like I ain't going to be like, <laughs> kind of gassed about that. You know what I mean? Because, you know, Taraji and the mother chicks, you know, they got, I mean, Taraji kind of like almost broke part of Facebook. I think the um one scene where she like rolled out of that um coat or whatever. No he doubt. had on like the panties and the drawers and shit. No we doubt. have like I literally saw this a whole bunch of dudes like, God damn, screen capture and <laughs> hey man, do it up, do it up. But um it's one of those series to me that I think only because of the caliber of actors, people care. No doubt. Like no. you know, however people feel about Taraji and um Terrence Howard as actors or actresses, they do have a chemistry. No and doubt. the series itself plays a big plays big on that chemistry. I think that's one of the things that really um, makes it work. Now, on the other end of um, the Empire Steeds or whatever, um, Lee Daniels, um, executive produces um, this joint, and you know he's done stuff um, such as The Butler and all that type of business um, beforehand. And um, this might be one of the few things I'm actually a semi fan of because I'm not big on Lee Daniels as a whole, and. This is going to transition right into another story here. Um, I'm sure some people have seen the scenario where Monique, um, through the Hollywood Reporter, um, had an interview. She was talking about that she was um, felt like she was blackballed after she won her award for um, Precious, which was another joint that he um, also um, was a part of producing and directing. And she said she ran to him one day and he just told her that um, she was blackballed through Hollywood because she was like talking about, well, I haven't really had that many jobs such as I've gotten this particular award. Now, Monique's thing was that she didn't do what they call like you know campaigning for her award like when a lot of people get nominated they gotta do all these red carpets and all this other type of thing pretty much you know greasing the wheels and kissing ass to have these people vote for you for um your um academy award or oscar and um whatnot and you know Monique said that and at first I'm kind of like eh, it could be either or way since she has a reputation of not being the best person or easiest person to work with on the business end and while I'm one of those people I'm like I definitely don't like playing the game when people are at those levels especially for that long I think they kind of know what the game is Mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? So I kind of look at it in certain ways where I'm like, yeah, if some white actor or actress did this, would they be getting, you know, some junk from it? And they might get some junk. Maybe not as much, but I think they would have got, got some. And I'm just kind of like, eh, shrugged it off, had a few conversations with, you know, fellow podcasts, like the Where's My 40 Acres folks, some other people about it. And they were just there like, yeah, this could be either way, but this is the business that you chose. Now, Lee Daniels um, talks about this situation um, via CNN through an interview with Don Lemon, another person I really don't necessarily um, like or um, care for. And um, Don Lemon, you know, asked him about um, what Monique says and um, his allegations. And I'm grabbing this quote from um, TheRoot.com. And Lee Daniels says she was making unreasonable demands. She wasn't thinking. This was when reverse racism was happening, I think, Daniel stated. I told her, you had to thank the producers of the film, you had to thank the studios, and she didn't understand it. And I said, people aren't going to respond well if you don't. This is not just show. This is show business, and you got to play ball, and you can't scream. I don't like calling the race card. I don't believe in it. If I buy into it, it becomes real. I knew what I knew when I was 21, and I knew what I knew where I am right now. Some people call that selling out, Don Lemon noted. Well, I guess I'm a sellout, then replied. But I'm not going to not work. I'm not going to not tell my truth. I'm not going to call out people for their bull. So whatever that means, sell out. I'll see you in the theaters. Now, look here. All you had to say was that Monique is kind of hard to work with. And these folks ain't down for that. That's all you had to say. But what you did for, for me personally was cross a line. Because first off, Monique didn't say it was a race thing herself in her interview with the Hollywood Reporter. You threw that in. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as one of the podcast I listened to called The Read says, words mean things. And when you use a whole bunch of wrong words, because it's like, you at first talked about it was reverse racism, which I'm like, that's a weird thing. Because one thing, reverse racism is a whole other problematic ass term that people have and for no other reason black Americans have never had the power of white Americans to even remotely get into reverse racism on any institutional level that's the truth so that's some nonsense secondly I don't like calling it the race card you know what makes people seem like they're a good negro to a lot of mainstream America not quote unquote playing the race card or not quote unquote putting situations out there where race could have played a role and not talking about it like we got this entire thing with the mainstream entertainment complex that's coming out more and more and more where folks are trying to be like this new version of the good Negro, like how Pharrell talked about, you know, they the new black and all that type of thing. And for homeboy to say that, I'm like, bro, let's be honest. You haven't worked on any projects, not one that hasn't been related to the any aspect of the black American experience, including empire. So isn't that in a way playing to a race car? Like, oh, there's not this black stuff. Well, let me be there like, hi, I'm Lee Daniels. I'm black and I'm gay. So let me go ahead and, and you know, I'll, y'all can check off those two marks and I can do my entertainment thing and make some money. You know what I'm saying? Secondly, like, when you put all those dynamics into the aspect of I'll do what you say, which means I will kiss your ass, that's a worrisome thing to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's very, very weird to be there, like, I'll I'll soft shine, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do the soft shoe for you. Don't worry about that. And I'll shine your shoes. You know what I'm saying? Just so I can feel that I made it. And while a cat like this has helped out various people, when Don Lemon seems a little more radical than you talking about, that sounds like selling out. 
when I limited the cat that seemed more, you know, together than you, yeah, bro, there's a problem. There's a little bit of a problem. And while I understand the chess that Lee Daniels is playing, I can't say I like the moves. Mm-hmm. I can't say I like the moves. Because again, brother, you black and you're gay. And I don't care who you sleep with, whatever. But 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 let's be honest. You're playing both of those into certain roles to get into to get into a certain place. And you've never put on any type of stuff that's remotely. I want to say radical, but off the beaten path of what people will look at in terms of oh well that's how black people need to, are. Black people even had to be docile to make moves moves like in the Butler. Or they're, you know, the other side of the hood that white folks are a little used to talking about, like, I'm precious. Or Empire, oh, we like the hippity hop. It's like, bruh, you can't even do something like how Tyler Perry does in that realm where Tyler Perry will try to, as much as I'm not necessarily a fan of his or a lot of his stuff either, will try to put certain elements in that you've never put into your stuff. You essentially play to the easy boxes that people like putting black Americans in. For your roles in entertainment. Like I said, I'm relatively entertained by Empire. But I know what's going on. I know exactly what's going on. And I mean, even through, you know, parts of Empire, I'm like, I don't necessarily like the aspect of he tries to make it seem that every black dude is hardcore anti-gay with the way they have um, Terrence Howard's character. And I know, you know, parts of Lee Daniels' work incorporates some parts of his life. And supposedly the scene from um, the first episode of Empire where um you know they like he like, grabbed him son he thought was gay you know he tossed him in the trash can or whatever and put a lid on that that's that's supposedly Haley Daniels or whatever but even that's like kind of a you know I'm sorry you've had issues with certain parts of the black community but you can't just be on one end of things while you're trying to use them for another end of things no doubt but um I don't know man like, I thought that was like a little um interesting scenario that went down. What's, what I, oh, I'm going to just say something briefly is that I, I'm glad she brought the aspect of um, Terrence Howard's character being like anti-gay. And um, those men still exist. They just don't talk as much anymore. You know, because they know that you know people are a little different nowadays. You know, they show his character being whatever, whatever. But in real life, those jokers are still out there. They just are more diplomatic now. You know what I'm saying? But that's all I want to say. No doubt, no doubt. And, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting because also, you know, throughout the week um, <laughs> or two with um, certain stuff that um, went down. Well, let's talk about Leonard Nimoy because he popped up on the screen. Um, rest in peace to him. Passed away at the age of 83. All of us of a certain generation know homeboy as Spock from um, Star Trek. No doubt. And um, whatnot. And as a person who's big into sci-fi and you know sci-fi always has it's well, you can tell all these stories in random places and stuff but it always reflects on certain parts of the human experience no doubt and whatnot and star trek was and is one of those shows that pretty much is just there like look everybody got to be able to work together to make stuff happen no doubt. and to get it popping off and um you know spock was um one of those um characters he was in a whole bunch of other movies and um, things, too, and TV shows, including, you know, various roles <clears throat> and whatnot in things like um, Twilight Zone, Mission Impossible, and... Um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, too. That's, that's one that I'd recommend. Invasion of the... If you like The Matrix, 
check out Invasion of Body Snatchers because Matrix, a lot of that stuff, Matrix, besides the story being stolen, a lot of the aspects of it were in other movies before, like um, Total Recall, the, 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 the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger one, and Invasion of Body Snatchers, and Tron. A lot of that, a lot of that is what the Matrix was with the added story. But yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And um, I think it was in the TV version of a Brave Brave New World too, if I remember properly. I'm not sure. I think he was, and um, he also did um lots of directing, and one including um Star Trek Three. Um, oh, Three Men and a Baby, huh? Didn't know that. That's pretty awesome. And um, some other joints. The TV directing was a um. Big photographer for a minute, did Broadway acting. Um, he was just on the um, Fox TV series Fringe. I forgot about that. He's from, did he say he was from the Ukraine? Jewish immigrants from the Ukraine? Um, his folks were Jewish immigrants from the Ukraine. He was actually born in Boston. Yeah. And um, whatnot. And um, yeah, he um, did um, plenty of stuff. So, you know, definitely rest in peace to him. Big part of um, popular culture, not just here in the States. But um, all over the world. I thought he was the backbone of Star Trek, the TV show. I, I go down saying that. I thought, I thought you know, Spock, something about his character, you know what I'm saying, was, was you know, I liked everybody on there, but I thought that he made a break, broke the show, as far as I was concerned. If he wasn't there, it wouldn't have been the same. If, 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 if they had a black man on it, it maybe would have been better. But without Spock, the lineup as it was, I don't think it would have been as good. He added another dimension to it. God bless him, his family, and um, uh, uh, it, it, it got a lot of good work to, to, to check out a homeboy. I mean, a lot of the old stuff is is is, is classic t- television material, no doubt. No doubt, no doubt. And of course, people know the Spock. You know, phrase you know, live long and prosper, and all that, and you know the the, the Vulcan salute and all that. Yeah, I remember as a little kid, you know, you be trying that little um, yeah, he had that little that, that little grip joint. Yeah, Vulcan, yeah. That that Vulcan neck grip joint. He yeah, just like yeah. reach on somebody's neck. They be like, oh, and, and fall down and shit. I yeah. like, oh, I thought that was the business. It, it's just the thing they were adding. That was kind of like some uh, 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 um, ancient ancient stuff to be able to touch people. Even martial arts, where kid that might. Spock would touch people there, whatever, and he had that mind meld. Oh, true, true, yeah. So you know that's that's taking it into another level, but nah, that's all good though. That was classic sci-fi stuff. We're sci-fi people, so that's probably why we talked this long about that. No doubt. I mean, the thing that's cool about Star Trek, even to this day, is people who are even into sci-fi. Mm-hmm. They know Star Trek, Word. and they know Spock. So that in itself is like the automatic recognition. You might not know anything about no TV series or whatever, whatever. But you saw that dude, like, yo, that dude that does that ill thing with his hand, and, you know. I love oh, the one man. with Avery Brooks when they did the Deep Space Nine, because they showed, you know, everybody black should want to see a black person in control, especially that outer space cosmic stuff. But uh, the bottom line was that the original one was the best. The one with Spock was on was no doubt better than all the ones that came after. And I watched all of them as a kid. No, That, the first one, was the best. No doubt, no doubt. I can definitely dig that. Um, let's see here. Um, let's get a little bit into the award shows that happened during the past time, um, that, um, folks were in and that, um, folks were through. Um, real short summation, the Grammys, is anybody surprised how the Grammys were? I am not. I mean, it's kind of funny because every year you got folks who are, especially the past, let's say about three to four years, uh-huh. there, are enough black, there are enough black people in the Grammys. I'm like, they purposely did that though. 
They don't advertise no soul awards. They don't advertise none of the hip hop awards. They throw a few people in here or there during the long ceremony, not to look like, you know, it's a total alabaster showcase of people who are on deck. But I don't know, man. It's like, like, I feel barely ever like bothering watching a part of it because it's just like, yeah, same old, same old, you know? This isn't to say that everybody who's on there sucks, but let's be honest, it's, it's way more dry than even those you've read, like it felt like the ceremony lasted forever. But you'd be like, okay, I'm seeing some different, I've seen some world acts, I've seen some other little stuff in between, and that's cool. It's pretty much a whole bunch of folks droning, and you know, the four or five awards they give away during like a three hour block of stuff. Um, on a few notes, um, there's a few people who, you know, I'm glad, you know, got, got their wins and, and um, all that. I'm glad, you know, Kendrick Lamar got his wins, even though he should have got it last year there, personally, and whatnot. I'm glad that Iggy Azalea won nothing, and that might be petty, but oh well. I'm very glad that chick has won nothing, because she's just a really disrespectful broad <laughs> in terms of um, hip-hop things. I don't care how many black rapper friends co-sign her. She's garbagey. <laughs> on attitude wise and her music is at best meh um <laughs> status um do, 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 do. um I mean most stuff was honestly just very um very predictable until just about the end um where oh I, I think Common and them no I think Common and them had won. Yeah. yeah, they they had won um for the Grammys, but we'll get the Oscar part in a bit. But yeah, Common and them had um won some stuff, and I'm like, that's cool. I mean, it was like relatively like, eh, you know, take it or leave Business it. Business as usual. It was yeah. like that in the early '90s, late '80s, mm-hmm. and when 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 the when when the spitters were popular, you know, or the 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 creative parents of most of what you hear today, those jokers wasn't getting awards, so. I yeah. guess we should assume that it's going to be like that today. Yeah, man. And um, on the quick note, before I get into what happened with the album of the year situation or whatever, um, it always kills me to see musicians complain to a degree. Because one of the things I look at right now is like, I went on the Grammy website and I'm like, what does it take to become a voting member of the Recording Academy? Because those are the people who actually vote for um, all these awards that go down. And do you know how much it costs to become a um, voting member of the Grammy Academy? Like, if you already put out um, albums and stuff officially and whatnot? It costs $100 a year. $100. Not the cheapest, but not the most expensive. And this catch, I'm just here like, you'll pay that money to, you know, do some fake balling out somewhere or buy some garbage. I'm like, you can't pay $100 so you can at least try to be a part of the process. Because a part of it, honestly, is people choosing to not be a part of the process. And for me, it's like pay that hundred dollars. Be they like at least here's my ballot. I was a part of this. I made some um, decisions. Cause honestly, I think that's when you get those like random folks who will like pop out there and you know get somewhere. Just like holy crap, I didn't you know expect it. Like um, God, what's the, what's the name of the city that plays the bass? Uh, in the cello. Not in the, in the cello. Um, the 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 the, the um the younger sister who um. One about a few years ago. God, I can't think of her. Oh, you talking about Spalding? Yes, Esperanza Espar- Espar- Spalding. Yeah. Getting up and in there. Stuff. That meant you had to have some people who had independent minds to vote for her. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, for some of these musician cats, man, I'm like, y'all are paying for like fake Instagram following crap. Paying $100 to be a part of the voting academy. Get your stuff registered via ASCAP and BMI. Do some stuff so you can be a part 
of that because yes, change has to happen on multiple angles. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta have some people on the inside that remotely make any change on that end. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, point blank, and, and, and period. You know what I'm saying? Besides the fact that looking at the Grammy thing, they have all types of stuff for people in their different areas and stuff to attend to and network and build. So for some of you cats, I'm like, seriously, shut up and just drop a hundred, just drop a hundred. You know what I'm saying? You might get a, you know, somebody nominated who ain't got nominated because you were up in the mix. But um, anyway, album of the year, um, we all know that um, Beck won, which was a bit of a surprise. More so because we look at the Grammys, we look like, okay, whoever sells the most most of the time tends to win. Every once in a while, you get like a, a curveball. Now, Beck's been in the game for a smooth minute. I think he's very talented. His, his album is like nice enough. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, everybody talked about, you know, that kindly he was about to come up there and grab up the award again and what have you. And then, you know, he went on his um rant about, you know, well, Beyonce should have won because of artistry. And, and I'm just here like, look, I don't understand these cats who go to these shows actively go to be a part of the audience perform because Kanye performed at it with um Rihanna and Paul McCartney which you know God bless him for that song it's not my cup of tea or whatever but I'm like you are an active part of this Beyonce which had her own over um controversy but we'll get into it in a minute was a part of it but the second you don't win you're gonna complain like bro you know how it goes you know how it goes. This is not any. This is not a war that has ever really cared for Negroes in any music genre, on a big level. You know what I'm saying? So that in itself, I'm like, that's kind of corny. Secondly, I'm like, that's a PR move because you got some stuff coming out. So that's kind of corny too. You know what I'm saying? And thirdly, like, why are you? I don't know, man. Like, I find Kanye standing for Beyonce to be weird. It's very, very weird. Like. You're standing for a chick more than her husband stands for in a, on that type of public level, bro. I mean, I don't know if it's like, you know, some biz type of thing. If we just generally that in, into folks or whatever. And it's not a diss towards Beyonce. Cause I think it was a cool album. I think it was a cool album. But, you know, things at that level are just so subjective. It just depends on who wants what. It's like, don't don't be doing whatever. But then, like, you're dissing another artist, which later on you apologize for. But I'm like, that's, that's just corny, man. That's just corny. Like. Take it down or not, yo. Like, I'm. Well, I'll do a Kanye rant on another day because we talked about a few things with that brother um earlier, and I'm like, we we'll be on here all day talking about certain stuff. But um, yeah, man, it was just one of those things. Like when it happened, I'm just here like, all right, then, Brand. In- anyway, anyway, like if y'all care so much about these award shows and artistry stuff. I'm like, you know what? We have NAACP awards. We got Trump awards. We got people who can make up their own damn awards if you want to be want to be like this is where we're supposed to be. But you're still trying to integrate into a system on some levels that you know is some garbage. That you know is not at the level that it could be at. So, you know, either put up or shut up after a while, man. Like this type of thing is and I'm like, you know, a lot of y'all don't show up to these other awards but you want to come over here and, and be mad with white folks on sweat you. It's, it's weird. Anyway, anyway. Um, oh, the Beyonce joint. Um, so I know we had a few people talk about it. We were going to talk about that. Um, uh, besides Common and um, John Liz performing their song for um, Selma, um, Beyonce performed the song um, Let Us See Did in the Selma soundtrack. And uh, that's a big controversial thing that happens. Yeah, folks like, um, Legacy is here. Why the hell is Beyonce, you know, 
singing this um, particular song. And the storyline that goes is essentially that, you know, Beyonce went up to comment and um, John Legend talked about, hey, I want to do this particular song. And, you know, folks are like, well, we can't say no to Beyonce. And I'm just here like, mm. I don't think Beyonce did a bad job, but let us see had the feel and the other vibe of it. That, you know, folks can go on YouTube and check out both versions. Let us see the version would have been so much better and so much more appropriate. But due to politics, whether you want to believe it's personal <laughs> politics or Grammy politics or both, it went to her. And one of the things that did impress me was after this happened, people on the internet dragged the hell out of the Grammys and Beyonce and him. Cause they were like, dog, old girl who sings the song is right here. What what made it because what made it worth it the day later on the video came out that Beyonce did I guess a little promo video it was like well you know I was feeling this song you know my mom's my pops everybody else with them like you know most of us our parents are civil rights generation we really none of, none of our folks went through that shit where that gospel vibe would have made different much less lettuces folks I mean come to the free gone and then while even if Beyonce had the best of intent I'm like you went about it so wrong headed <laughs> like that wasn't cool like, you could even be like, hey, girl, why would we, why don't we do a duet? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can understand people want to be the, like, Beyonce doing a song with brought in more ratings and have had more eyes on it and other stuff. But it's like, why can't you just be like, hey, girl, let's do a duet? You know what I'm saying? That'll be hot. That'll bring this thing up to whatever. That didn't go down. It's like, you made it the Beyonce show again. And <laughs> to me, on a bare minimal level, on a bare minimal level, that was tacky. That people did that. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know, man. I mean, I think that, like on very middle level, that was tacky. It was just a, that, like a, a simple transaction thing. And on another level, I'm like, did, did the Grammys really want to have this dark skinned black woman with dreads singing this civil rights era gospel song? <laughs> that might have brought a, a vibe in the field they weren't ready for. I can dig it. You know what I mean? But. I don't know, man. Like, I can't necessarily curse out anybody on a certain level, but I'm like, I, I do have to call out all these folks for being there. Like, y'all were a little corny for that. Y'all were a little corny for that. And I mean, Lettuce, he's going to do fine. She makes her sales and she tours and everything and she does dope music. No but I'm like, why can't you just let that sister have her shine, yo? Why can't you let that sister have her shine? No You're like the freaking pop queen of America and the world. Why can't you just, for a few seconds, not have it be about you? But I don't know. That was just my thing on it. Um, let's go on to um the big thing that happened um with the Oscars. They will just do like a few more short things. You know, it's been a while since we've been back in the mix, and um, we'll go ahead and um get into um some stuff here. Now, you know, the Oscars. People are just there like we know what's going on. It's gonna be dry. It's gonna be boring, and it pretty much was. You know, and meh. That's here nor there. Black folks ain't really get nominated this year. Why are you surprised? That really doesn't happen during the majority of the um, award cycle here. And we know how people go with the Oscars. Well, we already gave y'all a few awards. Y'all expect to be looked at on an equal plane all the time. So it's like, eh, whatever, you know. So I think the only thing nominated to happen was that Selma got, it for, got nominated for Best Picture. It didn't win on Best Picture. And um, Common and John Legend song. No doubt. Um, got nominated. They won for that, you know. John and Kami, you know, did a nice speech and everything, which brought up, you know, real black folks' issues and stuff. So that was cool. And um, all of that. And um, 
it's like, yeah, regular shows. People are like, ain't nothing new to talk about. This is kind of how stuff goes, you know. And um, besides um, Common and John Legend's um, speech, um, there was another speech that um, got a little attention. And that was through um, Patricia Arquette, which was pretty much talking about women getting um, equal um, equal pay and whatnot. That was on stage when she um, got her joy from boyhood. And, you know, it's like, you know what? That's fine. Hey, we all should get equal pay. It's a shame in 2015. Men and women don't get equal pay, and it's worse when you break down by race. That's right. So You have to break feminism down by race. Anytime uh, somebody who is not black who is talking about feminism, they're not talking about black women. Oh, oh we, we, we're, we're going to get to an entire thing with this. And you know, and black women should women. never be confused by that. If the person talking, in other words, just because they're black doesn't mean they're always right either. But you know, it's like now nah, that 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 was that originally was a weapon to to kind of dislodge black families. But, but um, that's a whole other issue. No doubt, no doubt. But um, we're gonna get right. Trust and believe, we get right into that with this thing here. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you would look at it and it's like, okay, you just won your award. You know, you said that. That's cool. Whatever, whatever. So it's pretty much like, okay, the quote unquote conservatives are gonna complain about a woman talk about wage equality and mm-hmm. about a bunch of black dudes talking about that black folks still ain't treated right in the prison system. No okay, doubt. for the Oscars, quite frankly, that's radical thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? And my man from um, my man who um directed Birdman, um, you know, being a Latino talking about immigration reform. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, those would be the things people are gonna complain about, and I'm glad they threw certain things out there. It was mostly like a bland, you know, roundtable kiss ass type of show. Now, um, backstage in the press room is the situation where Patricia Arquette got herself in um, trouble because people asked her to break down more about um, what she was saying. And, you know, first it sounds cool, you know, equal is equal, you know, people need to get A, B, C, D, or E. And that's like, okay, that's sweet. Here's where things got problematic and when I literally get up super early in the morning. This, this for people to know a little bit about myself. When the first thing I do is wake up, I look at my Facebook and um, shout out to my German homie Marion who hit me up with this. And the first thing I see on my Facebook wall is, yo, did you see what Patricia Arquette said about black people and gays? I'm like, oh, okay, let me, let me sit back and uh, see what's what. Um, she made the quote of, it is time for all women in America and all men that love women and all the gay people and the people of color that we fought for to fight for us right now. Let me go on ahead and um, repeat this. It's time for all women in America and all the men that love women and all the gay people and all the people of color that we fought for to fight for us right now. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'm going to try to keep this as short as possible. There's a few of them that I want to touch base on before we now, this is, even with the best of intent, is an extremely problematic statement, an extremely privileged statement. And let me tell you why. Patricia Arquette is a rich white woman. <laughs> so certain things she has not dealt with That's right. and gone through. This is not a statement of hatred. This is a simple fact on levels of race and class, because race and class play a lot of roles in terms of how socioeconomic things happen in this country and justice. You got that going on right there. Secondly, when you make a statement that 
all the gay people and gay people of color we fought for? In other words, putting it, which also gets shout out to my homie Mary putting this out. She was like, so she said this in the past context. Like everything is all great for women of color and gays. And now it's time for them to fight for white women. <laughs> That's the most protected group in America. This is so historically wrong. It's ridiculous. It's like, yo, have you did he even let's not even talk about long term past history. Okay? Did you even live through 2014? <laughs> Did you live through 2014 and see that stuff is not good for black people, gays, and hell, even white women who don't have a whole bunch of money? No doubt. Well, you got a lot of our legislatures on the state and national level trying to roll back laws that have at least tried to obtain a little bit of equality within the past 50 years of this nation. You know what I'm saying? And then to trying to make it seem like white women have played the foundation and been like the saviors of various levels of the civil rights movement where it's like, y'all need to fight for us right now? Like, you're the most oppressed folks in the United States of America? But you're part of my language, but what in the entire fuck? <laughs> what? This makes no sense whatsoever to even like go there you know what I'm saying like people tore so hard into her and you know I, I think she she got it and you know she did like you know the apology thing would seem like a more sincere star apology than most but it's like that came out of your face <laughs> like this is not like these Hollywood movies you be in or you watch like the help and stuff where you know somehow the golly white woman brings people up and save the day, but now we're going through trouble and we need your help too. It's like, son, are you, what what prism of life are you looking at to go there and say that? And then think on to a whole other level because while her part, I think, I, I do think she got it and whatever, whatever. You had people who were trying to vehemently defend this statement that she made and part of me again um i can't say this is gonna be what our fellow outlets and stuff say and talk about the most people who i saw defending this statement were what what most folks would call white feminist <laughs> and whatnot and as a black woman that level of feminist Thought and theory has always been the bane to society and um, our society because I know feminist is a very loaded term and whatnot since I think on its basic level at the bottom line it's like hey we want to be treated equally not deal with a whole bunch of crap because we don't want to be treated as being subservient or whatever that on its own level sounds cool but when feminism came about in the, in this country, like in terms of whether it's everything from like working for outside of your home to how you interact with um, you know, your fellow man and all of that, white feminism had different issues they had to deal with than black feminism and whatnot. On top of the aspects of a lot of times, this doesn't really it doesn't necessarily intersect in terms of you know racial issues or class issues. You still had some folks who were white feminists who be like, I want to have equality 
with or towards men in this country, which for them was usually talking about white men, but it was still like, you can still be a racist. You can still be very classist, but you just like, oh, if I get the same pay as white men, it's all good. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And, or trying to be like, my brand of feminism is the only brand of feminism. Like how some people like, my religion only whatever, whatever. It's like, severe problems occurred with that to this day. So when you're going ahead and you're making these real blanket statements of everything's cool for everybody but white women, and you're a rich white woman who just pretty much wanna get paid as much as a rich white man when it comes down to when we talk about acting. That's right. And stuff. That's all she's like that, there's an issue. There's a severe issue and while it may have hurt you and some of these other white feminist precious little feelings, you had people had to be called out on that. Folks had to be called out on that. I mean, again, did you live through any any of the 2010s? Did you ever open a newspaper? Did you ever look at a website and see that everything is not all good? Where is it? They're like, now it's time for white women to be safe. We've been saving y'all like Superman. Get, get the fuck Can out of here. Let me say something briefly from the uh, male, male masculine uh, man perspective. I, um, I, have, I never did as a kid and as an adult. Never had a problem with women being fairly treated and or being given what's fair. You know what I'm saying? That's never an issue. It's just when you start labeling things that have another agenda. Feminism, that coin was not coined by black women. Matter of fact, that coin wasn't coined by women who believed in God. And they're going to say certain things that apply to them in their strive to be like white women. I mean, excuse me, white men. But at the end of the day, that doesn't apply to black women. What was applying to black women was racism. And, and of course, the aspect of the uh, 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 not allowing a woman, whatever, whatever. You know, but the race was first for, for the black woman. So there was a different situation. And also when they said that, that, uh, 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 you know, because Planned Parenthood was originally a Nazi organization. And, and and so a lot there's a lot of strange bedfellows when you talk about feminism proper in the sense of with the people who coined that. There's a lot of strange bedfellows. And my point is is that the equal equal stuff for, 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 for women is that shouldn't be a problem for any man for that matter, especially if you're with a woman who's working and she's making some, you know, even though most black men are with women. I won't say most black men, but I, I know I'll go as far as to say most, especially um, who are who are not rich are with black women who make at least as much as them or more than them. So a lot of those situations don't apply. It'll apply, it'll apply to the black woman maybe working, getting his paid as much as that white man who works in that job. But a lot of that didn't apply to that. So when, you know, they, black women shouldn't use that name. Don't use that name. You know what I'm saying? And that's all I'm saying. And, you know, everybody wants, you know, you know, two people, man and woman, go lift the box up. To give the man five dollars, give the woman two dollars. I mean, let's keep it simple. You know, nobody wants to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's all I want to say. No doubt. I mean, I guess my thing about all of this is in real short summation is like I don't like when people want to do sep- want to separate themselves mm-hmm. just to try to make it seem like they're better no doubt. or look better. Like civil rights has like a lot of overlapping aspects to it because. Let's just be honest with the United States. If you weren't a rich white man, even from the beginning, people weren't thinking about you. They weren't caring about you. You know what I'm saying? And 
trying to make it seem like it's a competition. Like, I'm the most oppressed, guys. Hello? That doesn't tend to help out nobody. A lot of our movements have come from within our own folks as well as working with other people. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, they try to be there like, well, we are more oppressed than you guys, but we still helped you out in whatever, whatever. It's like, ma, come on, yo. I mean, get... Get, get some books. Get 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 a people's history of the United States. Sit down, read it, Howard's in, and just learn that more things are important than your little Titan viewpoint of the world. I bet you she doesn't know in World War Two for the black men who didn't go over to the war, a lot of black white women got jobs in the industries as far as war making weapons that would have gone to men. So it, 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 there's a historical thing. In relation to black men not getting work and and, and and having the cow having to bow to other other people in the workplace to get uh, to, to, to get their jobs and that's a historical fact as far as and in, 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 you know during the 40s and the 30s but I just want to throw that in bits and pieces so that's historical so when she's talking about what people have and have not been doing and that's not historic it's not, it's not historical no doubt and I mean Again, you know, like, like, look beyond yourself. Sometimes you make these statements, look beyond yourself, because you can't be making statements like, well, black folks need to fight for us white men. I'm like, did you see what black folks went through in the past year? <laughs> Much less throughout the entire Roman history? No doubt. We supposed to be like, well, let's just drop everything here about um police brutality and institutionalized racism and prejudice and all this other type of stuff. And the job plays and beyond to save y'all white women who want to get more much money as rich white men. Get out of here, yo. Anyway, um, anyway, um, let's see here. On a side note, because Fox News everywhere is always Fox News with a whole bunch of foolishness. <laughs> in um, Cleveland, in Cleveland, Ohio, on um the Fox Eight channel, um, an anchor for the station by the name of Christy Capel complained about Jigaboo music during the Monday morning coverage of the Academy Awards, and she was talking about um Lady Gaga's um tribute to the sound of music. And I'm sitting here like, um, she made the quote talk about it's really hard to hear her voice of all jigaboo music, whatever you want to call it. And that's a black anchor here now. I'm going to show you this picture I saw. Look at, look at, look at how my man is looking at this chick. And as you said, this is a screen capture of the joint. Ain't he giving that, did this bitch really say face? Real hard, but he, he, he can't, he can't she say something. He just don't know the history of it. And I think he does. <laughs> and... And and um here's the thing and he the dude was just trying to be like um yo really really and of course you know she apologized later on and um whatever but I look at things like you're on TV your job is to talk right for one thing I'm like even if you didn't know the meaning that meant nobody's really saying jigaboo in regular conversation if it's not disparaging especially if they're not people of color or whatever and even even if you say like that's terrible that's terrible music I wasn't feeling that music not. Now, that's that Jigaboo music, and she said it a few times during that joke. She didn't say it just whatever, whatever times. And, of course, you know, because we're in the social network age and there's times it's good for stuff like that, people got to her ass. So, and they got to the station's ass. So, you know, she had to make her apology or whatever. Then she was trying to, what, got, what killed me was her explanation of it. This homegirl was trying to be like, I didn't know it was a word. Bitch, you knew it was a word. Why would you say a word you don't know it was a word? Yeah. You didn't make up, you didn't make up Jigaboo. <laughs> and then you said it multiple times. Like, stop. I don't know what it is in this era where people want to do the most half-assed ways of apologizing <laughs> when they're famous and they get called out. Like, you know, like, hey, you ever had these politicians talk about they, they misspoke or all that type of thing. You misspoke. 
that's called a lie. You know what I'm saying? If I go to my mom and I say something crazy, then go back. I was like, yo, mom, I misspoke. She ain't gonna believe that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And most people ain't either. But people do these little trickery things. Why do you just be like, yo, I messed up, son. I'm sorry. Sometimes as a star, if you're not that great with breaking words down, just keep it simple. Yo, I messed up, son. I'm sorry. Not I didn't know that jigaboo was a word. And, but people seem to call it offense. It's like, get out of here, yo. <laughs> if anything to me, I'm like, that means, bitch, you knew what Jigaboo meant. Yeah. You knew what that meant. Mm-hmm. And you just try to let that fly. And, you know, luckily that, you know, the brother who wasn't trying to lose his job just had to give you the word, look, while, while on TV mm-hmm. and whatnot. But, yeah, that, that was a crazy thing to me, um, seeing that. Um, what else do we got going on here? do, 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 do. do. Yeah, and some of this stuff I had to delay till um the upcoming week. Um on the um <clears throat> hip hop in quote unquote street image helps young rapper until it doesn't. I keep telling y'all folks over and over again, these major labels do not care about you. They don't care. You are a commodity. You gotta go ahead and make them money. And the second you don't make money, you seem like trouble. You're gonna get dropped like a hot plate. And I'm talking about this because um, with um, Body Smurder, he had the hot boy joining whatever. Now he's in jail on them gay conspiracy and gun charges. And um, Epic Records is not paying that bail. There's an article um, in the New York Times that breaks down certain stuff and um, what have you. And, you know, this is a young dude, you know what I'm saying? He's like barely like young 20s and what have you. And, you know, he's up in Rikers, like, yo, you know, I thought these cats were going to come. Yeah, unfortunately. Like, yo, I thought these folks were going to come up and, you know, handle, you know, handle my business. And um, they uh, did not go ahead and um, do that. And, you know, he made the label money. You know, he went on top six on the Billboard, top 100. I think he joined at least one gold tour and all that. But, again, they, these labels don't care about you. They can even have representatives who may care about you, but the big people up top, they don't care. Like, um, they have, um, Sean Money XL here because he was the one who actually, um, got him in the mix at Epic. Talking about, you know, yeah, you know, I, you know, got him up in the studio, got him to do everything. We're trying to get him on, um, the right path. But, um, the young man got caught up in, in this particular situation. And even he was like, he can only say a few things, but he's like, the rest, he's like, other stuff I can't say because the label won't let me say it. So, I don't know, man, like, I don't expect labels and other people to play Captain Saban when you get caught up in some mess. But I think sometimes people think when you get to that level that these folks really care about you. Mm-hmm. And again, they don't. Yeah, it, it's a business transaction and with a lot of hip-hop things, especially I think with more of the um, quote-unquote street hop that's being pushed out there right now, people will be there like, we'll dress like you, we'll play your music. We'll, we'll look on the other side and be like, you know, what you might have actually lived or seen. It might be just be exaggerating a little bit on record. It's cute. But once we're done with you entertaining us, we don't care. We do not freaking care. And it's sad with this young dude situation. But I think it's good. It's one of those things that's being pointed out and reinforced. And the funny thing is in the article, Homeboy was saying that he was mostly exaggerating what he was talking about. In, in his music, which, you know, has, has violent elements and stuff like that. He's like, yo, man, I was supposed to exaggerate that. Now they're going to probably try to use that against me during this trial. So, I don't know, man. I just thought that was an interesting um, deal. Um, 
Yeah, let's just do a few more things here. Real quick notes. Weed is kind of sort of maybe legal in Washington, D.C. And I say kind of sort of maybe because you can't just be walking down the street smoking a joint. You can't be doing, um, you know, you can't be, you know, selling it on the corner and being like, I ain't going to get arrested and all that. They ain't no, you know, weed shops legally. But one thing you can do, like if you're in a private residence, you can grow, possess, and use small amounts um, of the drug and whatnot. Which is what people had always been doing. But in other words, nobody can roll up in your spot and like you can get popped and and you get popped and get locked up and or you know have stuff on your record because unfortunately I know people have stuff on their records in DC because of that and I mean if you got that little small amount now you know people really can't mess with you or if you get you know caught on the street for certain stuff you might at most like get like a ticket and um, whatnot now of course Congress is the reason why it didn't go all the way because the majority of folks in DC during the last election cycle voted for legalization. And when I with the way things go for our listeners overseas, like Congress has like kind of little weird ways they can get into DC for certain laws that have been passing and not passing and all of that. So, you know, people messed around with it a bit. So it's it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. But I mean, if nothing else, I'm glad that people who might have got popped for it before ain't gonna be able to get popped for yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Cause that's the big thing. Like a lot of people right. aren't gonna get arrested. That means a lot more people are gonna get into this prison system, at least for that. Yeah. Um, in this country, and that's cool. But um, yeah, man, for people like I'm gonna go down DC and you know smoke with Jay in front of um the U.S. Capitol. You can't do that. And that's actually one of the ironic things about this too, which is you know I don't know how people look into it, like classism or whatever. But lots of DC is on what's called federal land. So you can't smoke on federal land. That includes like um, housing projects oh, yeah. and stuff. So you know it's it's kind of weird. But if you got like a, a job with the feds or whatever, you can't be to be there like, well, it's legal and easy. The feds are like, um, it's still illegal for us. So if you, you get caught on the piss test or something, you you messed up. But yo, check it though. I would definitely need to give a big shout out to Howard Theater on the twenty seventh. There was a show of uh, Cool G Rap and um, Brand Nubians that I attended. Uh, it was it was a treat. All the brand new biz was there. G Rap was there. You know what I'm saying? Everybody looked healthy. Everybody looked the same, really, as they did years ago. And um, it was truly a hip hop show. Rarely is the sh- you see a show from that era to this era where it's a hip hop show, and that was a hip hop show. And it was a treat. Big shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? And you know everybody that came, and you know G and. Um, Jamal Sadat and um, Pooba, because they, you know, that, that, you know, that that's a part of, you know, not that they're not old school really. They're 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 like cats that came after that, but who kind of were the continuation of that, and um, basically a part of the group that's the, you know, the father of the styles that we hear today. And that was a definitely a treat, and um, uh. And uh, in DC too, so you know what I'm saying. That was that was a lot of DC cats that showed up, and that was cool, you know, because you know, I was out of town cats, so I was looking at cats in their area of how they responded to shit that I came up with, because they didn't hear it like we heard it in Jersey, New York, and um, that's just how it was. That's how radio was then, and um, you know when the uh, when the great Molly Mall and the great DJ Red Alert and Latin Rascals and um, uh, t- uh, uh, Teddy Ted and um, the mother cast DNA at nighttime. That was great, you know. And um, 
So that's why I kind of, you know, so when I saw that, that was beautiful, yo. It was, it was, it was, I needed that. All right? All right. No doubt. No doubt. And, um, yeah, we'll do two more things and um, roll on out here on the commentary end. Um, I'm going to be real brief about this other story because we're going to get into way more detail um, next week. Um, this crazy situation right here in um, the States. And um, shout out to The Guardian for this, man. Another wonderful reason why I'm like, yay, net neutrality. Can I look at stuff overseas where they're exploring what we're doing wrong? Mm-hmm. And then our outlets, as of broadcast time, still haven't said a damn thing about any of the major uh, mainstream outlets. And this is a situation that's happening um, up in Chicago where um, they exposed a secretive Chicago police facility where you have people all over talking about um, they've had off-the-books interrogation rooms. People have been locked up for um, days about not seeing no lawyers or nobody, um, all types of stuff. And this is about called Holman Square. And multiple lawyers and um, other people have talked about that it's essentially um, on the level of what they call like a um, what they call like a black side or a black prison, like from the CIA and them had to um, home him up terrorists and stuff. And now, of course, because it's in Chicago, besides people doing political protesting, it's also where they're hemming up a lot of um, gang members and um, other um, people of color who are accused of being criminals. And The Guardian has a whole series of articles about this spot, which is um, really, really, really deep, especially for the aspect of the guy who um, headed um, part of Chicago's um, situation with Holman Square and um, beyond. He later became an interrogator for Guantanamo Bay. So we are importing certain torture things that happen in the United States to other spots. Through like essentially like what's like a real direct connection. And it's pretty crazy. Of course uh, Mayor Rahm Emanuel ain't saying nothing about it yet. And um a whole bunch of um people and folks are really trying to get into a real um investigation of um what's been what here and the guardian has series on this has been really really excellent because they've interviewed people from all over they've interviewed you know black cats who um got um caught up in there including one guy who said he was confined for three days shackled interrogated only fed you know two times at this um particular site they've had um some folks who were doing um environmental activism and political activism who got locked up in there and hemmed up and stuff till you know people started being loud and making a fuss all types of things and this is happening on U.S. soil, guys. U.S. soil. We hear different stories about stuff all the time, but it had to take some folks from the U.K. to do some real deep, in-depth research about this and um, talk about things. And there's um, all types of interviews and stuff um, through their site, which will um, definitely be linking up. I know some people have seen some things through um, our Facebook page, but these will also be um, linked up in the show notes along with the other stories um, that we've talked about. No doubt. Um, and um, it's deep, and Chicago has had a problem a long time. Chicago's had a problem a long time. Long, long time. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And um, some of the things they um, talk about, too, up in there. Very racist on multiple levels by multiple ethnic groups within that area. Multiple ethnic groups. Multiple ethnic groups amongst whites and even, you know, just other people there. Black people Black people there. It's very... Chicago's like New York in the sense that it's very cultural. There's some very cultural people that have come out of Chicago musically and uh, politically and spiritually. But there's that underbelly of the racist element that's as racist as it comes. 
no doubt, no doubt. And you know, they're saying over at um this location, you know, this location includes um all types of armored vehicles, surveillance gear, um, you know, place where they've been held people for interrogation for um extremely um long periods of time, a biometrics database to put folks, you know, information and stuff up in. And all types of stuff. And so if for nothing else, I'm like, if you think this is happening in Chicago, I think there's a little bit of naivety to it. Mm-hmm. You know, but just for the fact it's happening in one place, period, goes ahead and um makes it crazy. Especially, you know, the fact that you had various people go ahead and talk about that, you know, they weren't able to get any access to lawyers for a minute or see family for a minute or whatever. Like they were just up in there for people to try to do, you know, whatever. Um, excuse me. It's it's um some real crazy mess. It's some real crazy mess. So, but yeah, man, it's um interesting read. I just want to definitely um bring it up. We'll get into more details about that. Um, excuse me, during the upcoming week. And um, lastly, to end on a I did not expect this at all type of note, and not to make it all depressing or whatever. To talk about that story, they are making a spinoff film to Rocky called Creed. I don't know how this is going to be <laughs> or whatever um for those folks who have not seen any of the um rocky movies especially the early ones the original ones um apollo creed was one of the cats who um rocky fought against and later on you know became his trainer and his homie or whatever in the way yeah. the 80s movies tend to do carl withers no doubt and um, whatnot and this spinoff is supposed to be rocky playing the mentor to apollo creed's um Oh my god, they really gonna name it dude Adon- Adonis Creed. It's gonna go with all the Greek names, huh? Apollo's son name is Adonis Creed. <sighs> okay. Slightly good news, Michael B. Jordan will be playing him, so at least we know it's a guy who knows how to act and stuff. But um this sounds cheesy to me. This 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 sounds like shit reeks like a cheese factory. This sounds corny as hell. Like if they'd have done real. it twenty, like maybe thirty years ago, it would have been like you know. I, I I don't know. I just I don't know. It's like almost they got to do Rocky over, and they're not going to be able to do that. You they're know, not going to be able to make Rocky over. In other words, they can go through the motions. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to do that one. That's one of them type of movies. Leave it alone. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like Rocky itself. I think Rocky is a great movie. I think at least the first two, to, at least two to three are good movies, but Rocky one is a good solid movie. No doubt. And to look at this, and I mean, I know he just made that joint around, what was it, 05, 06, was like the last Rocky movie, which actually was not terrible. Not the greatest, but it wasn't terrible. I'm like, you're kind of pushing now because Sylvester Stallone's about a thousand years old and whatnot. And I don't want to be crass or anything, but unless like Rocky somehow dies in between this movie, where it's just like, yo, you know, he trained homeboy, then they got a little teary scenes, like, oh, I got cancer, I got to train you or whatever. Like, bruh, come on. We we can't be having this no more, you know? We can't have like something where, like, you know, I don't even know who like the Ivan Drogo or whatever would be in 2015 who would talk smack to you and then, you know, hit you with a dome. I don't think they're going to have an old man die. I get hit upside the head in, in one of these movies, but then again, who knows? Like, I I don't know, man. Like, I'm not I'm one of those people. I'm not mad when people try to reboot or reinvent or whatever certain older stuff. And I mean, I had to be kind of realistic. I'm in my 30s now. It's going to happen with certain things. 
maybe that's because it's happening to stuff I grew up to. Some of it feels weird. But, you know, this feels like you're just beating a dead horse. Let it go. Make another boxing movie. You don't got to do this. You know what I'm saying? You don't got to do this. I mean, who knows? It might be cool. But this seems to be reaching. I wasn't waiting for Adonis Creed. But that's just me. But, you know, good luck to everybody. I hope it um does okay and all of that. And um, on that note, we've been talking for a minute again. It's been a while since we've been on live and in the studio when neither of us have been sick or busy or whatever. So let's go ahead and get into the music. This is the yep, Fusebox yep, Radio yep. Broadcast, DJ Fuses. I saw Rock Black Heart. We about to blast off. No doubt, no doubt. 21st Century Black Radio for the masses. No payola. You know, in our mix and with our opinions, as always, you'll got to love or agree with anything that we say. But if it sparks some conversations of thought, we've done our job like all great independent media and black media has done for years. So let's go ahead and I'm getting to a fuse box radio. All right. Out in the streets, you won't survive with whack tap bees. These days and times, what's how we get ours with mine? To my metal face, bros with stomachs of cast iron. Who been into when the blast to the last siren? On the slow mo, the calm artist with the so so chick chicks. Tomorrow, like how you did the slow mo, I'm a low civic. Anywho, how about the Yankees? Once I leave all stage, party people thanks me. If I may speak freely, nasty like the freaky deaky at your local sleazy speakeasy. Fanny fan of the limelight, in the mic stand with a fillet stick of dynamite. It's risky business like hand to hand crack sale. The rappers who's better off on the cover of Black Tail. Jumping to who's a fat, who's that, who cats, who do magic. Be like, tell me how you do that, heck no. Especially those who cop, please like Gecko. Let go to Mike, do take no. Ha ha, bets are bust out laughing at the bet. For no reason, you get cussed out like Tourette. Yet tight photo, make her bad ass stutter. Or even crack a smile from a mad fast cutter. But a word place is third grade. Age. Back when we used to play bang, open birdcage Hip hop, Benny Hill, sip Henny straight Get every penny weight, then he chill At any rate, my metal face holds with tongue All these high ring, do yourself I will continue to do my thing Like kung fu fighting, everybody was biting And the super villain strike again like lightning At the same spot, now what's the chance of that? And the name drop, like pick the name out the hat That's a no job from the lava canava Who vote player out the rap game like survival While I drop degrees like a nerd cat With intense beats from way back And spin on your back and then freeze While I play high ball, low ball to zero So cool Ramas, don't call Cleo while I still show like thoughts, so try hiking. Super duper stars need auto tricycling. Sometimes the men, mostly from the women. I hear voices saying that's a super villain. Mostly from the women, I hear voices. Super villain. Listening to Fusebox Radio. Yo, 
the good, good like Snoop. I pull a poop to coop, polished up the suit and gather the troops. Got a brand new ray gun. Me and Doom headed down to the range, shooting the matrix. Catch bullets with my hands and teeth, I break faces. Wild cop chases, dawn of all ages. I saved the world, that's gonna be history pages. My woo crescent shines in the sky at night. Watch out my eagle on my wrist, take off into flight. All my might, bright glass teeth that bright. Ain't a bird or a plane, it's ghost in the mic. Two hammers and a diamond blade sword, thicker than the Ford F 150. To get me. As if, stance mad stiff. Metal face doom, beware he bear gifts. Cab for the shift, overwork, overtime jerk, even worn gold for mine. Dance hall, play the wall like handball till his pants fall. Crawl to last call, loose cannon, screw strip. Off the rip, this one for the gipper, get chip. That in the dig, don't tip the strippers. Phone bonds and mask mats and slippers. Your ear sparks, backpack of ammo. Warrior set, let your flags blow camo. These booms is toys like Bamo. Damn, no chip paint driving on the gravel with the Lambo. Blamo. Sunshine, but it ain't all palm trees and women. Indeed, we living in the golden. 
We meet up at the cemetery just to stay in touch. Visiting loved ones, cause we miss them so much. And how you love that? The progress is obvious. That's why a girl see the Harajas and one of bodies. Never heard Uptown Anthem, but she the naughtiest. It's like God gave us our own land to grow. Marijuana plants and sweet potatoes, you know. Some corn for tortillas and black campus Adidas. In a little bit of time to enjoy what's left. A train on Crenshaw, huh? What's next? But we ain't in the plans, though. So I'ma spend 750 on the house in View Park, Lambo. There's guns in this butter, get your ammo Bandanas like Rambo Cause Cali gon' stand strong From Bobby Seale and Eldridge Cleaver to Dom Kennedy and Fashion I said The only state that I can call mine I see they keep making it and they keep taking this golden state of mine Everybody loves their sunshine But it ain't all palm trees and women Indeed we living in the golden state of These California streets ain't paved with gold Dayton's in Vogue's only way to roll Say a prayer, young try and save your soul Soldiers die every day, swear nobody is safe When killers migrate, just to live and die in L.A. L.A., learn how to hold your weight Living in the Golden State Get 25 with an L for unloading the 8 Come and pay us a visit Coast of the Pacific, just to be specific Loads of pretty In addition to the CHP Roll an eighth, hit the bay, bump some EA ski Then send a R.I.P. to Mac D.R.E. Real recognize real, we don't need ID And if it wasn't for the West You wouldn't need a vest for your gym In the city of sex Once again it's the F The state that I can call mine They keep making it and they keep taking this golden state of mine Everybody loves the sunshine But it ain't no palm trees and women Indeed we living in the golden state of Everybody loves the sunshine, but it ain't all palm trees and women. Indeed, we living in a golden state of. Holla at your boy Fuzzy Fan Tap, LA Leakers, Big Boys Neighborhood, Compton 310, Long Beach 562, LA South Central 323213, Fresno, LaShawn represent that 559, up north. You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. In mass abundance, this hip hop we run this. Hundreds say the same. Yeah, you gotta be Thomas in a hundred years to know your name. Like catalogs I'm building for my family tree. For Robinsons I haven't even met yet. I'm thinking that.
next lab, RIP to head, wish you a peaceful journey. The blue funk still bumps, yes, we forever learning. Concerning life and music, this one is exclusive to the real heads who want to elevate. I do my best to meditate consistently. Since young, I've been having epiphanies. Do music like a jazz cat ridiculously. My numbers are crazy now, but I'ma still drop joints and flip crazy styles. I pay homage to all those before left massive amount of gems. The realness is how we feel it, we let it blend. All crazy the mystics, creating vibes so live in state of trial of mind. And your likes combined, and yes, it feels so right. And your likes combined, oh yes, it feels so right. We the prolific, all praise the mystics, creating vibes so live in state of trial of mind. And your likes combined, and yes, it feels so right. And your likes combined, oh yes, it feels so right. The music's so plentiful and essential to you. I want to teach generations to come what we've been through. The stories are too vast to share in one project. My whole life I drop tablets like the Holy Prophet. You can't stop it like the bum rush. It's cool like KMD hum rush. Mixed with jazz on a vibraphone touch. Be fruitful with vibes is suitable. To the masses looking towards beyond the usual. Outside of the box props, some rock catalog. Too many joints to keep tabs on. Creative flows blast off. Hats off to the prolific type. Both on beats and behind the mic. So many styles I write. Word. You're gonna hear the name a lot this year again got ideas for years so frequent with the pen it's for now but really for later timeless design from the mind to the paper this one is major for now but really for later timeless design from the pen to the paper this one is major yo. we the prolific all praise the mystics creating vibes so live in state of trial of mind and your likes combined and yes it feels so right and your likes combined oh yes it feels so right we the prolific all praise the mystics creating vibes so live in state of trial of mind and your Likes combined, I guess it feels so right. And your likes combined, oh yes, it feels so right. We the prolific, all praise the mystics. Creative vibes so live in state of tribe of mind. And your likes combined, and yes, it feels so right. And your likes combined, oh yes, it feels so right. We the prolific, all praise the mystics. Creative vibes so live in state of tribe of mind. And your likes combined, and yes, it feels so right. And your likes combined, oh yes, it feels so right. DJ Fusion. Drove me crazy Been alone But see alone Look how damn strong it made me Just trying to lock my uncle up And he just had a baby That's when you thought You'd see the future Get a swift 180 Nothing gets to me Been too hard to listen lately I want it all Everything No offense or maybes I just hope for better speed The day the devil chased me I want that old vibe But then my memories escape me it ain't always sunny, man, the rain come Mix the cushion with the opiate, it make the pain numb Running from my past, but I be present when a train come Kill my fears and shoot for greatness, all with the same gun Like how much pressure can a heart take? Crossfaded on that 808 and heart breaks Tomorrow the world is mine like it's March 8th A spark of fire in a dark place It's time. Every day is a struggle I say every day is a hustle Get your money, get your money Yeah They say every day is a struggle. They say every day is a struggle. I say every day is a hustle. Get your money, get your money. Yeah. Yeah. I 
repeat my genius Streaming thoughts continuous They say you ain't working hard unless your raps is strenuous Take it with a grain of salt, I'm known to be contemptuous The way I ingenuously beyond, it's oblivious I give a shit, hold on to a girls with both of my fists Do I let go or grip this shit? It's so hard that I ripped it They say it's all in your head like a pigeon shit It seems like more difficult down the stem Poisonous pricks in it If you hungry for money, that's because you're not getting it I'll have too much to penny pinch the differences Where do I lie? Robbing my way into heaven, give what I Leave on this earth that I lie Stacking my mighty dot lives Putting in work like a blue collar The year of the anomaly used to be a new scholar Stopping still spinning tracks On the spree well the shoot da da I'm having a guava time What you doing? They say every day is a struggle I say every day is a hustle Get your money, get your money Yeah They say every day is a struggle. They say every day is a struggle. I say every day is a hustle. Get your money, get your money.
now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion.
now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion.
You are now listening to Fuse Box Radio.
yo, right now it's the legendary DJ Marley Mar. You're on the fuse box. You know how we get down. J Fusion.
Use back, do the do.
Hey yo, the nappy grand is in the building. See?
funk style. That's what them do. I try to tell you, that's what them do. Just watch. Don't 
Is not happiness eternal Interject, intellect, intercept, internet A slave majority with 1% benefit Photoshop images, retouch photography Pornography, sodomy, child labor, economy Put away your hope, same political policies 2010 only minus the space odyssey It's gotta be a better way We pray to hit the lottery We all need a the rapist For the robbery of our God and official public apology I ain't you plotted to have organized confusion You fell for the delusion I'll expose the movement Illusion It doesn't take your eyes to see What the pain won't take away When they take that fear away 
Political incumbents, rhetoric redundant. Pundit, she was fit to control emotions, so I'm done with. I reveal the force field for nonsense in my circumference. While we waste resources in abundance, 17,000 times a day the human eye blinks, making us even more subjectable to the hijinks. Home alone in my iPad, iPhone, I think. One world currency doesn't matter where I think. There is no pot of gold at the end of a mythical rainbow. We're uneducated contestants. Life is the game show. The president is the host. The results are painful. The judges weave a web in which we all get tangled. Their only contribution to the world is a delusion, which has no physical power. I offer you a solution. Pharaoh wants to answer them for translucent. Lyrical revolution. I'll expose the movement. Fuse your box of sound, bounce around the lost and found. Oh, guess when we get up, we get up, we get down. We gonna turn the funk up and turn the thing around. The uncountable, astoundable, unbound souls. The super soundable, more ounceful than the walking gold. The upper bound, the thunder brother bounce gold. There they go, there they go, there they, there they go, there they go, there they go, there they go, there they go. Watching the special sounds of the ladies with display. Hey, 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 the hottest DJ on internet or airways. Who's about to the relay? Reaching all galaxy. We rock it today on to eternity. Here come the spirit chunking, titty sucking, scratching, cutting. Oh, getting bucks and got the trust and folks and musket. Oh, I love the, I love the woman in the boat. And here come the soul locomotion. Toothbox, pine choke, till time is over, soldier. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. I think it will vigor a nigga will vigor for soul glow. So scope the open show, yo. Ah 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 ah
turn it up just a little bit. Can I get a witness in? But we must save the children. Save the children. Because if we save the children, we will save them yeah. for the years to come. It's all a hidden history of mysteries I see vividly Hysteria cause misery on the interior That shit get more scarier I'm never in fear Just a little inferior Sumerians But I share wisdom with Sumerians So will we in the place peace means harmony Not war and armory But fuck that Cocky gun back The survivor of the fittest Some cats get boxed with the litter These niggas don't bees in the trap They like bees in the track It's smoked out And I ain't talk about what you talk out You choked out for really thinking that this shit is silly dream When actually reality ain't what it really seems And I ain't acting on the scene They can scream The actions ain't scream Just well skin I'm trying to have wealth for my well-being By 18 pockets out the green What the fuck is 12 beans? I need the cake and cream The stage is high like fiends Oh for dream Jet streaming having cuisine What the best seasons It's the best season Carry a vest You know the reason I'm in shot rocking I'm getting blown like the breezes The chicken strip teasers Die slag and the breast part is the she even lick it down to the bone marrow She in love, but I ain't got a bow and arrow I'm known to jack the booty like I'm Sparrow They ain't tryna see me in the battle The glass is too narrow They couldn't even outshine my shadow They don't want the beef, nigga, let alone the cattle They just wanna ride the saddle So sad, though Black So high fructose, roy toast till I'm overthrown and overslow. I've been speaking over tones, low, but keep them else high, let just live long. And we gon' be forever, this for the error. They try to tell us we too deep in the flow. The more the better, the more clever, etc. Whatever. Whether they sweat us, dead us, they just met us, but they won't forget us. They don't know better in the worst case. I be at it for first place. Purchase they position, cause they worship oppositions. But I too had no pot to piss in. And some spot an assistant, and they still. Got my decision. I won't stand under no man except my high supplier. He got the fire, I got the lighter. I hit the spliffin' and this when I'm spitting. Like it's gas liquors that I'm tripping, pimping. right here in the U.S., working to make money through harsh policies and longer sentences. Pain in our life. 
sentences cutting like a knife. I hate every inch of you. PIC, PIC, I hate every inch of you. PIC, PIC, I hate every inch of you. PIC, PIC, I hate every inch of you. PIC. Hustling, they be hustling. You got spaces, brothers struggling. Who got nothing, they be bussing. Thus, lead them into consumption. Ain't that something? Beyond those chains on brains, your belly full. Almost three mil. Pass a bill. Swallow the pill. Like a military prison, industrial complex. You jail the homeless. Joblessness. You left a mess. Addicted pimp. The illiterate. Like a slob, you lobby and sell this shit. I hate every inch of you, P.I.C., P.I.C., I hate every inch of you, P.I.C., P.I.C., I hate every inch of you, P.I.C., P.I.C., I hate every inch of you. Now, government spending on corrections has stored. What you did to my brother, mother, father, sister ain't right, right? Left my family twisted, grinding, 18 to 29, under control, patrol. No parole and a fake name of rehab. Old name of James Crow. 60% black male Latino. Private labor. Inmates waiting. Concentration. Court plantation. Goods, technology, and business. The United States is number one human beings in cages. I hate every inch of you. PIC. PIC. 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 Can't have myself get into you. Rikers Island, Angola, Pelican Bay, Twin Tower Central. Too damn easy to slip inside your stoop. Tent City, Tuckwiler, ADX Reeves. I can't have myself get into you. San Quentin, Marion, Attica. Too damn easy to slip inside your stoop. Eli Lewisburg, Walnut Grove. I hate every inch of you. PIC, PIC. I hate every inch of you. PIC. P.I.C. I hate every inch of you. P.I.C. P.I.C. I hate every inch of you. P.I.C. P.I.C. of the day to those of us here bitten by the radiation of a radio TV movie nation. Are you a visitor to your own head and soul? The earth is wired into a very tiny microchip. The new investment is the real estate of one's mind, the planet within. Cheapest prices to pay attention. Tell your mammy about nappy granny, damn it. Yeah, yeah. Did you see these scars? Trying to get through this flesh. Making this way to my heart. Wanting to destroy what's left. What you saw was it the start? Of destruction at its best 
Is that why you appeared? Cause of what you felt Cause I could feel your love It's pulling me back Brick by brick Your love is building me up Your strength's so perfect I'm 
nigga won't pass from that dad Won't you let a nigga rub on that fat cat She just want a real nigga that'll get that Won't you let a dog ass nigga hit that After, after I was little mama with that Her skin so silky Body from a movie like she plastered on a silk screen Sit back posted like a poster Look up to the left and see her body's all mocha Molly and coke, I ain't a loca Seen her, she loves hyenas Especially hyenas with money like Lee I have coca with an attitude She just wanna have fun and I could give her what she want Get wet.